0: Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Before learning about Aviva IQ, I used to spend so much time managing my guest communications manually. Now, with Aviva IQ's easy-to-use automated service, my workload has reduced by 80%. Did I mention it's free? Automate your Airbnb messages now at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet, in which I discuss the news together with my co-host, Sylvia Lee. Sylvia, how's it going?
1: Good, Jasper. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me again in the podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very sad to hear that this is going to be your last appearance
1: Yes, uh, this is actually the last time that I'll be chatting with you on the podcast. I'm actually, you know, joining a nonprofit to pursue a passion that I've always had for education. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting that next week. And it's something that, you know, I'm, I also look forward to. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really sad to, you know, uh, leave hostfully and, and record the pos- podcast with you because it's been so much fun.
0: It has been. And what exactly are you going to do?
1: Well, so a little bit about the nonprofit. Uh, so it's called XQ Institute, and basically, what the XQ Institute does is they're trying to redesign how high schools in the U.S. operate. So uh, we have we have selected more than ten schools out of twenty thousand applicants in the U.S. where we're trying to support a different type of curriculum, uh, helping these students specifically in high school to think differently not only have a better iq or eq but also you know be better critical thinkers uh decision makers and my role specifically is to go to these schools and literally tell stories about them and show the importance of education and how it can change the world
0: wow that's pretty impressive congratulations I'm sure thank you'll you, be having. You. You'll, I'm sure you'll be having a, a great time, and uh, you'll be missed, but uh, not uh, not yet because today we're gonna go through some uh, of the news stories that come out with, in regards to Airbnb. I just got back from uh, a, a kite surfing trip. By the way, uh, I'm in Santiago right now, and I had a friend who is a very enthusiastic couch surfer, and I've always wanted to try it. And so I got the opportunity on Thursday. I drove up to a place about five hour, five or six hour drive from Santiago. It's in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in Chile. And um, there's a, uh, it's one of the driest places in the world. It only rains right. like four days per year on average, yeah. which is pretty insane. It's but not it's-
1: Atacama, right?
0: No, no, no. It's not Atacama. Okay. It's an it's a area called Valley del Elqui. And, but oh. what it's, it's really dry area. Uh, but they do have uh, a lot of wine yards there, a lot of wineries. And in order to supply those wineries with water, they've built a dam. And so a, a lake, an artificial lake uh, was created. And because it's a valley and it's not too far from the Pacific Ocean, there's a really constant breeze going through the valley. So it's actually a perfect place to, uh, to go kite surfing. And because it never rains, you know, there's no clouds, it's, the sun basically right. always shines. Right. And uh, so yeah, I had a pretty good time. It's pretty difficult, uh, I have to say, to stand up on the board. I had nine hours of lessons, and I, you know most of the lessons were about controlling the kite. But uh, I was hoping to stand up in the end, but it turned out to, to be too much of a challenge. So uh, hopefully next uh, next time I go, I'll I'll be able to cruise the lake on my uh, on my kite surfing yeah. board. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. <laughs> so does your friend do this? for fun or does he do it as a job uh no. or like does he do it at full time
0: No no she's she just does it for fun um, Oh wow But That's I was awesome. but I was actually I, the my instructor was uh, was a pretty cool guy he's the the kitesurfing champion of Chile
1: So oh, wow. I, I
0: was definitely in good hands
1: Right 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 <laughs> You could trust him
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly Anyway, let's get into the Airbnb news of this week. So, what do you what do you think uh, is the most interesting story for this week?
1: Well, I think uh, one of the most interesting things, uh, you know, that that we we chatted about before was that Airbnb is partnering up with the city of San Francisco and the SF Giants to actually provide, uh, you know, help to the homeless for every home run that happens in in, in SF Giants. And for, the, for for those who don't know what SF Giants is, it's actually San Francisco local baseball team. And I think that's something amazing that they're doing. And uh, at the same time, they're working with the government and local officials to, to improve their relationships. So I think that's something that we will see more as Airbnb keeps working with uh, local officials and non- nonprofits as that's part of their mission.
0: Is it part of their mission? Is it part of an effort to sort of uh, clean up their image in in these
1: cities? (laughs) Well, I think it's both. I think they definitely have really good intention. But at the same time, as as you might say, it's a smart move, right? It tackles both things. The social impact side that they've, they've, I think they've always tried to do something good for people that don't have much. But at the same time, they are trying to clean up their image to, to local officials. As uh, I think, as the article mentioned, that they're IPOing sometime in the next two years and they want to make sure they have a really good relationship with everyone.
0: That's right. And I guess um, if they're going to spend money on charity, then homeless will be the most, uh, the homeless people would be the most obvious recipients of the, of the charity, right? As they're in the yeah. the home space.
1: Totally, totally. I think, um, well, especially in San Francisco, uh, that's the. I mean, the distribution of wealth is uh, the gap is pretty huge. Uh, you know, on one side of San Francisco, you'll see folks that make one hundred fifty thousand dollars per year plus, and on the other side, you'll see people in the streets asking for money. So, I mean, that's something that unfortunately happens, and it's been happening for the last you know decades and. We, like, as part of this industry, we got to do something about it.
0: Right. And, you know, it always surprised me, by the way, you know, when I visit San Francisco, because it's such a, yeah, it's such a rich city, right? And uh, I'm reading here that there's uh, 1,145 homeless families with 1,800 children. And the startup that Airbnb is cooperating with is called Hamilton Families. They hope to place 800 of these families in homes by 2019. So then there's yeah. still 345 left.
1: Right, right. I'm not sure if, you know, they they will make local officials happier, but this is something that, you know, at least they are trying to do. Uh, and, you know, it will help someone, which is great. And I think they're not only doing it in, in cities that they need it, like San Francisco and New York, but also they're trying to help disadvantaged people in, in, in countries that, there are a lot of problems right now. So I think the example that I, I gave you was that in Peru, a lot of things are happening uh, because of the, there have been a lot of mudslides. There's a place in, in Peru where there's not much rain, but this year specifically, it's been raining a lot. So literally cities and families have lost their homes and actually Airbnb turned on their uh, one of the features where you can you know host someone for free because you're trying to help them. So, yeah. you know, those small things really matter. And it, it shows that they really care about people in, in their community and in how much, like they, they're trying to do social good, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I know I saw uh, you posted on Facebook about the mudslides, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm actually raising three uh ten thousand dollars to support all these families that have lost a lot of money. So so far I've raised almost four thousand in four days. So that's pretty good, I think. Um uh, and I, I hope to reach that goal to be able to help you know, all these families to get clean clothes, get fresh water, get food, um, and and buy them maybe even health kits because a lot of the women and children don't have diapers and you know don't have the the necessary cleaning supplies to well, clean themselves if that makes sense.
0: So that would be a nice, uh, goodbye present. If uh, if 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 I can help you raise this money, so how do if people want to donate, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so the link to the GoFundMe campaign is gofundme.com forward slash Peru victims. Uh, so if you go there, even if you donate $5, that will help literally a kid to have access to 15, 15 bottled waters of one liter. Uh, that will be enough for literally three, four days of fresh water. Uh, so if anyone uh, wants to help out in this cause, go to gofundme.com forward slash Peru victims. Um, any help is appreciated. And even if you just share the link, that will help us spread the word and more people will know about it.
0: Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes as well so people can find the link there. Hosts, if you're anything like me, you have multiple standard messages you send to every guest. I used to copy-paste those messages every time I had a new guest. But then I learned about a IQ, IQ and I'm an absolute fan. I copied my repeatable messages into Aviva IQ and told it when I want each message to be delivered. Now, all my guests get personalized check-in messages and personalized check-out messages at the exact time I want them to, automatically. I also use Aviva IQ to send a message to guests when a vacancy exists after their scheduled checkout day and invite them to stay longer. It's amazing how it's turned into free money for me on multiple occasions already. So sign up for free at www.avivaiq.com. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Let's go to the next topic. There was a very long article on uh, Skift, which is a website that I've been starting to look more at uh, since we interviewed uh, Diana Ting, who is a reporter for Skift uh, a while ago. I started mm-hmm. to check out the site more and more, and they they uh, they often have really interesting articles. So this article talks about the the new trips feature that Airbnb has launched about six months ago, and not only do they have uh, some interesting uh, numbers, but they also interviewed seven people who provide experiences and they ask them for their, their experience of the Airbnb experience uh, yeah. so far, which is, uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, cause a lot of people are, are wondering whether this is going to be a success, you know, whether right. Airbnb is trying to tackle, uh, you know, trying to enter a market that they shouldn't enter and they should focus on their, on their core business. And some people are saying that it's a very obvious and natural extension of what they're doing, since they already have such a large number of people on their platform. So right. it'll be easy for them to sort of market all these new products to them. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting article. And what, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I honestly think that well, trips and experiences are something that definitely is a huge market. That's that's the first thing, and it's definitely smart of them to tackle that I think somewhere in the article it said that well Airbnb's core product homes will account for less than half of the company's total revenue someday which I think he estimates it being by 2021 and this totally totally makes so much sense I mean just if I think about you know like this the small tours that you've done in every city you literally if you are going with your family you spend like almost $1,000 on just, you know, going on a cruise. And I'm not going really on a cruise, going on a boat ride for a day if you go to Hawaii. And I mean, if Airbnb has the travelers, like the audience that will pay for this, and they're doing it through different sources, I think it's really smart for them to just put it in one place and have us, the travelers, book everything at once. I think it's a market that hasn't been changing much. Usually you have to go online, go to a really outdated site and then book something or you have to call them. Um, and I mean, having a platform where I can find everything in one and just click one thing and just be able to book it and make sure and you don't have to even negotiate the price. Um, and it's a transparent price. I think that makes me feel more comfortable. And it's something that as a traveler, I would like to see more, especially if it's uh trips and, and experiences guided by locals uh which have been living there for a while uh but what what are your thoughts about
0: it Well there's uh, a few interesting facts in in this article First of all and you mentioned to me that uh, I think somebody tweeted about this but uh 59% of the bookers of the of the trip so far of the experiences are locals in in San Francisco this was i believe right
1: Right right yeah, uh, and that's a pretty, I mean, when I first read it, I was really surprised. 59% of San Francisco locals are the ones booking these experiences. And honestly, it makes sense to me. Because um, after I read that tweet, I actually went through their experiences and I actually never took the time to, you know, sit down and then check out everything they offer. But once I did, I was like, oh, wow, there are a lot of things that I don't know about my city. And I've been living here for quite a while. And I haven't done a lot of these things. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm spending money on doing all these random stuff to, to have fun, um, uh, like I could like save some money and then just spend it on doing experiences. Um And I can see a lot of people just trying to get to know their city even more compared to, you know, a, a tourist who will probably do the touristy stuff, because they've never seen those before. Um, But that 59% is a huge number. So I wonder if in other cities that the percentage is as big.
0: Yeah, I was also surprised initially when I saw the number. But like you said, it kind of makes sense because there's this weird thing that when you live in a city, Mm -hmm. for some reason, you don't do quote-unquote touristy things because you don't associate yourself – with a tourist, right? Right, right. And and which is which is kind of kind of a weird uh psychological thing, right? Yes. Because yes. I mean why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do certain things or why don't you go see certain things or have certain experiences just because you know tourists have those experiences? I mean it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like if you think about it, you would think that the people that live in the cities that they're the first ones to you know to go and see all the highlights and to go to all the museums and and all that kind of stuff but for example I mean i'm I'm a very good example of this because you know I've lived in Holland for a long time and the big number one tourist attraction in Holland is a place called the Køkerhof, which it's basically mm-hmm. uh a bunch of flowers mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know there's millions of people uh, yeah. <laughs> you know who, who literally come to Holland to watch to look at these flowers and so it must be, it must be something interesting, yeah. But I've never been. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of weird because I, I definitely feel the same way. And every time someone visits, then I am forced to go to like, for instance, in, I live in San Francisco, so we go to the Golden Gate. But like, if it wasn't for a friend that is visiting, I would never ever go there. I mean, not only because I've been there like once or twice, but also it's just crowded <laughs> and I mean it's it's tiring to have to like spend all your time going to touristy places but I guess with it with trips and experiences is very it's a little bit different because although they offer like tr- things to do in, in touristy places they also offer you things to do that are completely different from things you've seen before like you know maybe cooking classes of like random cuisines of of people that live in the city that uh, you know they they just want to show you what it's like to uh, you know be a San Franciscan and and maybe come from you're you're like a Chinese American family that moved to San Francisco a long time ago. This is what they eat and it might be completely different from you know going to a Chinese restaurant. So I think those are things that uh, a lot of people value, especially if if you've been living in the city for a while and you've never heard of these things and you know, you just want to be adventurous and you just want to try out new things.
0: Right. And I, you know, I've actually created my own experience in Amsterdam. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, why not? Let's, let's try it. And you know, one thing I noticed is that it's, it's extremely curated and this is what this article talks about as well, is that initially uh, they, they signed up, um, uh, I, I can't remember how many it were. They have eight. Apparently, they have 800 experiences now, which is right. a 60% increase since November. So mm-hmm. uh, it must have been around 500. Did I calculate that correctly? Yeah, 500 plus 60% is 800. So they started with 500. And, um, well, not only did Airbnb contact proactively contact the host that they wanted to recruit for these experiences they also sent their Airbnb employees to, to test them out. Because if you if you uh if you read the interviews in the article, the all the hosts, uh, the experienced hosts, they all say that, you know, the first couple of people that joined the tour, they were all Airbnb employees. <laughs> so I thought yeah, it was quite yeah, funny. Yeah.
1: Um I think what I was super surprised of well not surprised, but more like, well that's amazing. It's uh how much they've supported these experience hosts where Airbnb employees are helping out with their branding marketing they're even hiring influencers and putting at money into these experiences which makes sense but you know as as someone that like for instance you if you're hosting an experience uh wouldn't it be amazing if someone just comes and helps you get an audience without you having to do much and like i mean obviously they have a they have a lot of money to to spend, and they have a lot of talent. But I think that's something that um, helps helps the host a lot, the experienced host. Um, and when I when I looked at the branding, I was really really impressed. I was like, oh wow, this looks like something I w- I really want to do uh, and pursue. And I was wondering, like, oh, who? I wonder who did all the marketing? Because it's just beautiful and amazing. So, props to Airbnb for for doing that.
0: Yeah, and it shows how important this is to Airbnb because, as we talked about uh, before, you know, for uh, the the Airbnb is getting a lot of uh, pressure from investors to kind of show that they can make money in other areas uh, than just home sharing. So, I guess um, you know they're, it's very important to them, and they they're definitely putting a lot of effort into making it a success, which is which is, I think, the the right move because you know when you enter a a new market. Um, it's you know it's pretty difficult to to be successful, right? I mean, if you look at uh, there's some pretty good examples in the past where big companies who were very successful doing one thing then tried to do something else and they put a lot of money into it, but they completely failed. I mean, the Amazon Fire Phone comes to mind, uh, Google Plus, and and these are big companies with a lot of money, a lot of expertise, um, but uh, but they failed. So I think you know Airbnb is probably aware of that. And uh, they're really doing everything they can to make it a success, and I guess it's uh, they're they're gaining some traction uh, as the amount of uh, experienced hosts have been have increased quite a bit. And also, I think they've they started with twelve cities, and now they're in fifty-one. So, so I think Amsterdam hasn't officially launched yet because you know I I submitted my application, and then they told me they would could get back to me within two weeks now it's been yeah. a week, it's been a week and a half or so, so I haven't uh, haven't heard anything from them.
1: Yeah, what's what's the experience you you submitted?
0: So y- you know, you were you mentioned earlier that you know that the cool thing about these experiences is that you know you do things that are that are a bit different that people wouldn't kind of think about themselves. So right. what I did is since. You know, this is uh, since this is for for Amsterdam. I figured I'd do something outside of Amsterdam, so I I put up a tour to the city where I was born. It's called uh, well, I wasn't born there, but close to the city where I was born. Uh, it's called mm. Ar- Arnhem, and there was a, f- a famous battle in the Second World War called. Uh, Operation Market Garden, uh, the battle for Arnhem, and it uh, was a very important battle that uh, the Allies uh, unfortunately lost. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's uh, you know there's been there's a movie about it, A Bridge Too Far, and there's a really cool museum where you can uh, sort of relive the experience. And so I figured I take people on the train and we go to the museum and then we actually go to the to the areas in in the city where most of the fighting took place. and There's a famous bridge called the John Frost Bridge that uh, mm-hmm. is is very famous because John Frost was was one of the guys that uh, that held out the longest uh, in uh, defending the the bridge because the the goal of the operation was to capture all the bridges so that the the Allies could you know drive into Germany. And so he held on for to this bridge for a very long time um which uh, made him quite famous anyway so i you know i thought it'd be uh, a little a little bit different because if you go to amsterdam then you probably don't think of going to arnhem Pr- most people probably never heard of it but uh yeah i think it's a really cool museum and especially for older people um we, you know we get a lot of canadians we get a lot of americans and a lot of uh you know, a lot of veterans uh, are still coming to Holland uh, to commemorate the that battle. Although it's you know the numbers are going down because it's so long ago that you know, there's not that many veterans that are still alive. But still, there's you know there's some uh, some historic uh, connection uh, between uh, our country and, and the US and, and Canada and, and my city. So I thought that would be a cool experience to offer. What do you what do you think?
1: I think that would be interesting. Um it's it's different that that's what that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And uh for someone that is just very interested in how history affects identity and culture, I mean, I would definitely be interested in in seeing something like that. So I I mean, I look forward to that. I I hope they approve this and then I look po- forward to actually seeing it on on airbnb because oh i I mean i've never been to amsterdam uh, or holland so i'm I'm planning to do uh, a trip to europe in the upcoming i mean year uh, hopefully and i mean i look forward to going to amsterdam so you can give me some recommendations and, and and i can check out some of the experiences
0: absolutely All right, Sofia, we're getting to the end of the episode. So uh, thank you uh, very much for hosting, co-hosting this episode with me. And uh, I'll definitely miss you and good luck with uh, your future ventures.
1: Thank you so much. I love the show and the Airbnb community is amazing. And I think we will see a lot of things coming up. uh, And of course, I mean, the the war of Airbnb will keep going every um, Thursday. So
0: uh,
1: everyone keep in touch and look forward to hearing more about you guys
0: awesome and before i let everybody go i wanted to mention that i'm pretty active on on instagram and uh, i started featuring uh, different airbnb listings from all around the world because um, you know people are posting a lot of really cool pictures of of the airbnb listings and so I feature I feature some features sometimes, and now I've been getting some requests from from people to post their pictures on my Instagram account. As I'm getting more and more followers, I have about 6,500 or so, and pictures often get two, 200 to 250 likes, and people really s- seem to enjoy this. So I figured I'd, I'd do a shout out. So if you want your Airbnb listing to be featured, uh, all you need to do is just follow Get Paid for Your Pad on Instagram and then post a picture the picture that you want me to feature post it and then just give it a hashtag get paid for your pad cuz that way i can i can simply search for the hashtag and then i can see all the different pictures that have been put up by people who want to be featured awesome this is the end of the episode so thank you for listening and uh, hopefully next week we'll be back with another one so bye bye get paid for your pad